Listen to Molana Ibrahim Bam as he discusses common social issues prevalent in our society today. Tune in to the social program every Thursday mornings from 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. for an enlightening and interesting discussion on widespread topics that affects us all. We are joined on the line by Malala Ibrahim. Malala, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And assalamu alaikum to all the listeners. How is Malala doing this morning? Alhamdulillah, Allah has been kind. Uh, and I hope you are so well. I, I believe you, you took a small break and I hope you enjoyed your break. Alhamdulillah, Malala, it, it went uh, very well and it's uh, good to be back here at the radio station. Okay, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. South Africa almost comes to a, like a standstill, uh, you know, during this time of the year. And uh, although it's uh, like, you know, you get you get job to yourself, so it's quite nice, alhamdulillah. Mm. Uh, it's nice time to be in Johannesburg. Uh, people have gone different places. I know Durban is not so popular this year for various reasons. So, yeah, I, I just hope uh, wherever they are, people, Allah Ta'ala, keep them safe. Amen. Allah Ta'ala, make the purpose of the uh, break uh, fulfilling, that they must be relaxed and get um, uh, recharged uh, to be able to continue with their responsibilities uh, towards Allah, towards humanity, and towards themselves. Mm. So I, I suppose that is the reason why we take a break. And we hope that, inshallah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala uh, makes the purpose fulfilled. For, for the break. It should not become a break away from Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It should not be a break where you get more stress and argue more uh, than what you are supposed to achieve. So I think it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, type of conundrum that we have. Sometimes we go out for these breaks and instead of uh, achieving its objective, we become more stressed. Mm. So we hope, inshallah, everything goes well for the people and they enjoy their break and they come back uh, recharged, alhamdulillah. Yeah, that's uh, the important thing. Come back, uh, recharge, well rested, so that you can continue with your responsibilities uh, and serving uh, the, the different departments or different areas that you are doing. That's the purpose of the break. Um, Ma, this week on the program, we discussed the book, um, or we continued discussing the book, 30 Ways to Happiness. Uh, we finished about 12 chapters already, and we move on to chapter 13. In this book, 30 Ways to Happiness, uh, that is titled, Hand Your Affairs Over to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. 
Yes, um, uh, a very, very important point that uh, we, we need to hand all our affairs over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَفَوِّذُ amri إِلَى اللَّهِ Says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Quran, um, give over your matters to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muftisab has started off the topic in a very, uh, very, very interesting way. And I think I'll just read that out and maybe use that as a means of uh, getting onto the program. Life is, so to say, uh, in many ways getting better. Uh, in, in very different standards, every conceivable standard. The food that we eat, we find that, for example, previously, they might have been one, uh, you know, people who used to come from country town, they used to go to Ecolias. Ecolias continues, but there are so many different eateries nowadays. The way we commute, the way we communicate, uh, the way basic needs are fulfilled, uh, amenities at our service, what is sometimes very, very you know, uh, surprising and irony that uh, we have more <clears throat> life-saving devices than, than ever before, yet uh, we, we don't seem to have uh, more time. We don't know where that time goes that is supposed to be saved by those life, uh, life, time-saving devices. Uh, yet, all, despite all that, more people uh, than ever feel hopeless, depressed, alone. Uh, you don't have to be clinically depressed to experience that empty feeling, and it's such an important point. Sooner or later, people reach a point where they ask themselves, is this all that life is about? So you are all the time changing, uh, chasing amenities, better services, uh, better type of uh, clothes, better type of uh, residence, better type of area. All the time we are changing, uh, chasing. Uh, so you start asking, is this all that life is about? Is this disappointment after reaching all of that justified? And how do we avoid reaching this point? And maybe uh, if there are listeners, maybe they can identify with that situation. Do they feel the same? Because there is no doubt that Allah Ta'ala hasn't kept fulfillment in material things. So even after you get your material things, uh, after you achieve it, then what? You, for example, take it with children. You buy them the toy, they cry for a toy. Uh, you give them the toy. After a day two, that toy is in one corner of the house and they cry for something else. They cry for the next toy. And maybe the same thing happens with adults, maybe not with, uh, you know, children's toys, but with adult type of uh, toys. So the point is, what happens after all of that? And I think that feeling is something that each and every one of us would identify with. Speaking about uh, or the topic that we cover in today on this program is hand your affairs over to Allah Azawajal. So we always love to hear from you on this program. Mike, can continue? Yes, I think well, let's start off from there. Uh, we live only once and we have to live our lives in the best possible manner. And many a times I like that particular situation. Many times I hear people saying that uh, we only live once. Therefore, it, it is suggested that it gives you the license to do whatever you want. Go and enjoy yourself. Because you only live once, go and enjoy yourself. Go and do whatever you want. Go go to uh, have adventure. Go and enjoy yourself recklessly sometimes. Uh, or sometimes even in a situation of enjoying yourself in such a manner without any limitation, without restrictions. Uh, now, in that particular way, I would always uh, respond to say... If you only live once, you can't afford to make a mistake. 
you can't afford to, to, to wish your life away in, in the wrong pursuits. If you only live once, you've got to see to it that you live correctly. So in this world, uh, is that which is within our control and that which is totally out of our control. We live under the illusion that everything in our lives will unfold according to our worms and senses. We expect Allah Ta'ala to oblige us, accommodate us, and follow through with our decisions exactly as they are. As if, aliyadu billah, we are the creators and there isn't a creator. At the end, of, we make dua regarding a problem and we expect it to vanish immediately. And when it doesn't vanish, we begin to feel let down. And we make dua and yet nothing is happening. We start losing control. So what we need to understand is things do not unfold according to your wishes. Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhu used to say, Araftu Rabbi bifaskhil azaim. I have recognized Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the failure of my intentions and my desires. So if, for example, I want to do something, I want to go somewhere, I want a particular plan to work out, and it doesn't work out according to my plan, uh, then I realized that I wanted it. It didn't happen according to what I want. I made all the plans. There is a higher power above me that controls matters. And that is what the, the, the chapter entitled, uh, which, which, which uh, hand over your face to Allah Ta'ala means. You do whatever you need to do, but after you have done and put into place the means to do something, it doesn't always work according to your means. There is a greater power and there is a greater being that will direct or will make your plans reach fruition or it will not reach fruition. And that is what um, Muftizab had said, that there are certain things that happen according to our control and something that doesn't happen. So something is within our control, things happen according to what you have planned, and sometimes it doesn't happen. And therefore, we have to rely and put our matters in the hands of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I think that is just, um, uh, a very small type of explanation with regard to the program and to uh, the topic that we have for today. Yeah, the topic is handing your affairs over to Allah Azawajal. That uh, in this world, um, a person will make effort, a person will try their utmost best. If you want to achieve something, if you want uh, to gain something, you do the best that you can. But at times it doesn't work out in the manner that you plan. That we need to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is in uh, control of everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever happens in this world, happens with um, uh, that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala desires. And when we learn to accept that, it will save us uh, from uh, a lot of uh, sadness and grief and so on. It's not to say that we shouldn't make any effort, but uh, we should rely and put our focus on Allah azawajal. Yes, I think the important thing is that when we say uh, we rely upon Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or when we say hand over your face to Allah ta'ala, it doesn't mean that you don't take into account planning. Uh, tawakkul and relying upon Almighty Allah does not dismiss the need for taking precaution and mitigating risk from harm. As Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa said, tie your camel and then rely upon Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <clears throat> so you have a situation where the, in Hadith in Tirmidhi, a person came to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
And he had his camel and he didn't tie his camel. Nabi Akram said, go and tie your camel. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm relying upon Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Nabi Akram said, first go tie your camel and then rely upon Almighty Allah. I, I, I find it very difficult for people uh, who don't understand this concept, uh, who feel that rely, reliance upon Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, I rely upon Almighty Allah without doing anything. It has never been throughout our history, throughout our academic uh, pursuits, and throughout the ulama's understanding of deen, have never ever meant the world to be that way. And for people to, to think that that is tawakkul is an ignorance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's system. Tawakkul doesn't mean that you don't adopt the means. Tawakkul means you adopt all the means. And as far as the means are concerned, you plan meticulously. But you also, after planning meticulously... You always thereafter put your faith in Allah, not in your means. Your means you have to adopt because Allah Ta'ala told us to adopt the means. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Sahaba asked him once, Ya Rasulullah, if everything belongs to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why should we even take medicine? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, take medicine. Go and seek a cure for your illness. But... Remember, Allah Ta'ala will make his decision come through the means that you have adopted. So Allah Ta'ala make you adopt the means that Allah Ta'ala put the, the decision and the effectiveness in the means that you have put. So the, the, the point which is important is that you don't rely upon Almighty Allah without adopting the means. You adopt the means, you don't put your trust in the means, you put your trust in Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And that is the, the real test. You are seeing and you are adopting the means which apparently gives you the fulfillment of your plans and your desires. But you as a believer say, I've adopted the means, but those means will not bring about the results. Allah will bring about the results. And that is the difference between a believer and a disbeliever. Such an important thing. And those who discard, you know, um, uh, the, the means, I normally give this big example. It's something that everyone will relate to. One is the kudrat of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala can give you food in your house every day without any difficulty, without any type of situation of Allah Ta'ala's greatness being diminished. Allah Ta'ala can give you anything, whatever you want. Allah Ta'ala can give you food in your own house. It's within the kudrat of Allah Ta'ala. It is not the sunnah of Allah. It is not the normal pattern. Normal pattern is you go out and look for work. You go out and earn, earn a living. Then Allah Ta'ala will use that means for you to grant you the thing. And it's a big example. Uh, Allah Ta'ala has got the capacity to bring things to life without intimacy between male and female. Allah has got that particular type of power. But how many times it has happened in the whole history of humanity? Three times. Adam alayhi salam, Hazrat Hawa, Three times in the entire history of humanity. Now if, Allah ta- now if someone says, Allah Ta'ala brought Adam wasalam, into existence without male and female, brought Hazrat Hawa into existence without a female, brought Hazrat Isa wasalam, into existence without a male, without a father, I'm so close to Allah, I want children and I'm not going to get married. He can make dua from now till the cows come home. He's, Allah is not going to give him that. 
Allah got the kudrat. Allah Ta'ala says, you want pious children, don't get married. And then you fulfill the rights which becomes the means of you, of children coming into existence. There's intimacy between male and female. Through that, Allah Ta'ala will grant you a child. So I think it's important for us to understand that concept when we say tawakkul uh, or when we say uh, hand over your face to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is what it means. You need to understand that that is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that, that is how it works as well That a person has to play their part You have to fulfill your duty as well Ma, in terms of interaction from the listeners What type of interaction? Has... Well, we are asking that Do they feel, feel the situation of uh, You know, everything they've got They've got all the amenities Yet there is an emptiness in them uh, And how have they been able uh, through the means of relying upon Almighty Allah, putting their affairs into Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hands, how have they been achieve, able to achieve satisfaction, contentment, and that happiness? Because that is what the, the book is, 30 ways to achieve happiness. And part of achieving happiness, hand over your face to Almighty Allah. Put into place all your plans, and thereafter, Ya Allah, we have done whatever we have done. Now it is in your hands. And mm-hmm. I think that is what uh, we, we're looking for in terms of interaction. Why I can continue? Yes, and, and in this, um, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can decide for us whatever He wishes. Uh, and this is made mention in a very beautiful um, narration which uh, has been put in the book. Allah ta'ala awha ila Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam ya Dawood inna ka turid wa urid wa inna ma yakunu ma urid. Uh, oh, Dawood, you also desire something, you want something, and I also have my plans, and despite your plans, only that will happen, which is my plan. So what you should do is, you, uh, you want and I want, but it is only that which happens which I want. So if you deliver to me, and you do what I want, I will give you what you want, subhanAllah. What a beautiful, oh Dawood, you plan, you also want, and I also have a plan, and I also, I also have a plan, but it will only happen what is my plan. Abdi anta turid wa ana urid, wala akunu illa ma urid. Only that will happen which is my plan. You therefore, you practice, and you desire, and you plan by doing what I want, and I will give you what you want. And I think that is what وَمَا تَشَاءُونَ إِلَّا يَشَاءَ اللَّهِ Only that will become manifest which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes. وَمَكَرُوا وَمَكَرَ اللَّهِ And people plan and Allah ta'ala plans and Allah ta'ala is the best of planners. So this is what we need to understand. That we do whatever we need to do. But above all, Allah is not... You see, one is adopting means. Allah ta'ala is مُسَبِّبُ Azbab. مُسَبِّبُ Azbab means He is beyond the means. He is the one who put effect in the means. Right? He is the one who makes the means fulfill the purpose for which it has been administered, for which it has been prepared, or for which it has been used. But Allah is the one that puts it. So you can take a, a panado because you've got a headache. There's nothing wrong in it. But you don't put your trust that panado is going to cure me, Allah is going to cure me through the means of the panado which I'm taking. Doesn't mean you don't take a panado. If it, it gives you relief, you take it, but when you take it, you say, Allah shafi, Allah kafi. Allah, you are the one who heals, you are the one who is sufficient.
This is the social program on Radio Islam International. And uh, this week we're speaking uh, on the topic, hand your affairs over to Allah, Azzawajal, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ma, there is a message that has come through here from uh, one of the listeners uh, seeking advice. Um, they're saying that uh, their son uh, is now 25, but ever since uh, they remember, he always would want to buy something that is expensive, even though they don't really need it. And if he doesn't get it, he'll throw a tantrum. And once he gets it, then he wants to return it and he wa- doesn't really want it anymore. Uh, I'm not sure if this is uh, attention-seeking or what, uh, or whatever it may be. Um, even now, as an adult, he keeps checking to buy expensive gadgets. He'll waste time finding out more about it. Then after that, we'll say it's not worth it or they don't want it or he'll buy it and return it. If he's not happy, but he's always looking for something to buy, and it needs to be pricey. Well, it's it's, it's a it's a modern day phenomena that people uh, get satisfaction and fulfilment in what they think is consumerism. It it, it doesn't, in many ways, uh, logically doesn't make sense in the sense that whatever we buy, whether we buy a good phone, whether we buy a good car, it's a means. It's not a status symbol. Let me repeat again. Whatever we buy, we buy it for convenience. There's nothing wrong. I'm buying a car because it is a reliable car. It will take me to my destination uh, with uh, reliability and with ease and comfort. Uh, also, Allah has made mention, Allah has made the means of conveyance, the means of adornment. There's nothing wrong in having a certain degree of car which gives you satisfaction. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not a status symbol. It's not something that you take pride in. It's not something that you, 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 you all the time make it an objective in life. You, whatever you got is a means towards achieving uh, your means of convenience, you know, phone. Get a good phone because this particular phone is good. It's got a, a good reception, by all means. But it doesn't mean that I'm a better person. I'm successful because I got this phone compared to someone who doesn't have it. I think it's important for us to understand that. And sometimes we need to, to, to be really firm with regard to that, to understand that. Nothing wrong in, in using things because they are good. But at the same time, it's not a means of um, satisfaction or contentment or something that is a means of... Uh, you know, regarding it to be the be-all and the end-all. Mm. When it comes to these gadgets or devices or anything for that matter, there'll always be something better out there. You, you get your hands on something and then after a week or two more, you probably find something, hey, I should have rather went with that mm. one. Yeah. And Allah may with regard to Allah's decision, with regard to life, Allah tells us, Asa uh, Antakrao, sometimes you dislike something, Allah has kept something good in Sometimes you like something. But it is, it is bad for you. So we need to understand that particular aspect that we rely upon. We, we, there is nothing wrong. There is absolutely nothing wrong in wanting something to work in a particular way. So you make all your means. So you plan your holidays. You plan your, your way. This is what I want to do. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Because there is a greater power. We need to be able to understand that. As Ibrahim was being thrown into the fire. And the angels could not see. The Khalil of Allah, the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is being thrown by the enemies of Allah ta'ala into the fire. And, and Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, when he was being thrown, Jibreel alayhi salam, Ya Allah, we cannot allow this to happen. Allah ta'ala said, go and ask him for assistance. If he asks you for, for assistance, help him. But only help him if he asks you for assistance. So they went to Ibrahim. Oh Ibrahim, if you tell us, we'll take this fire and we'll throw it back to Namroth. 
and we will burn them with it instead of they plans to burn you. So Ibrahim said, is Allah aware of my plight? Yes. From you angels, I don't need no assistance. Oh, angels, from you, I don't need any assistance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware of my plight. Allah ta'ala will deal and I'm happy with Allah ta'ala's decision. After all, he was Khalil. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intervened directly. I said, Allah is musabbibul azbab. Allah controls the means. Whether the means must be able to do the things that it is designed to do or not. See, you can't go and take a knife and cut yourself and say, if Allah wants, it will cut. No. You don't test Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like that. The means are going to carry out what it is supposed to do. But Allah Ta'ala has got the power to, to, to intervene directly. And Allah Ta'ala intervened in the time of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. And he said, Ya Nar, kuni barda wasalam ala Ibrahim. Oh, fire become cold with peace upon Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. I heard Mawana Ubedullah Biryawi rahmatullahi who came to our shows many, many years ago. A very powerful orator from the Jamaat, the Tablighi Jamaat. And he came in the path of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he may had a particular way of speaking. And he said that the fire became so cold. And he had his way of speaking, you know. And he said, uh, Ya Allah, and this is a, is a manner of speech. Ya Allah, to you know, if you wanted to kill me, you could have killed me with a fire. Why did you have to kill me with a cold? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then said, Kulna ya nari, ya nari, kuni Oh, fire become cold with salamati, with afiyat, with peace, with goodness upon Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. So this is what actually happens that we turn towards Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then uh, is, you see, you, you, in your means you, you adopt everything. Uh, on the eve of battle of Badr, look at the, look at the odds against Muslims. Nabi Karim saw Islam 313 people against 1,000 people. Here you got two horses. There everyone, nearly everyone has got a horse. And they got camels. They got conveyance. They got arms. Muslims had very little arms. Right? And Nabi Karim saw Islam in the whole night cried. He cried so much that a shawl came out of his body, fell down. Hazrat out of Muhabbat. Could not see Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi in such a situation. Put the shawl back. Oh, Ya Rasulullah, Allah Ta'ala is accepted. And Allah Ta'ala will accept your duas. So Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi made dua, went out, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala granted victory. So we adopt the means. And even the next morning when Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi went into the battle, he didn't say Allah Ta'ala is going to give us victory, just go and fight the way you want. He placed everyone on his rightful place. When he came into the battle of Badr, Habib ibn Mundir came and said, Ya Rasulullah, you, you camping here, is this Allah's command for you to camp here, or it is your own discretion? Oh, Habib, I thought this is a good place to, to camp. So Habib asked the question because he said, if Allah told you, then I'm not going to say anything. But if you use, you use your discretion, then, Ya Rasulullah, let me say, rather let us go and camp there, because it has these, these benefits. Now, for those people who feel that tawakkul means you don't have to worry about the means, Nabi Karim Sallallahu could have told Habib that, what does it matter, oh Habib? Allah will give us victory. What does it matter? Whether we came here or we came there. Nabi Karim Sallallahu then took into account what Habib had said because he said, there, if you, if you go there, the, the, the place is more firmer, it's going to rain, and when it rains, that particular place will become even more firmer, and we will be on firm grounding, so Nabi Karim went there. So 
successful. Nabi Akram even after that, first he put all his plans into place and then he relied upon Almighty Allah and he made dua. And that's what we have to do. Continue to send through uh, your messages, uh, 072-786-1548. That's our WhatsApp number. Uh, our lines are also open. You can give us a call. Uh, be part of uh, the program on 11-854-1548. Mike, can continue. Yes, I think it's important for us to understand this particular aspect. Uh, one of the statements, or one of the great statements of uh, Sheikh Ahmed ibn Atta'illah Iskandari says, Save yourself from worrying. Somebody else has already taken care of your affairs for you. Allah Ta'ala in the Holy Quran says, Alayhi Allah will be kafin abda. Oh, human being, am I not sufficient for you? Huh? It's a part of the Holy Quran in Surah Talaq. Whoever rely, relies upon Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient for him. So we are dependent upon Almighty Allah every moment for every breath. And no one can achieve anything by his own efforts and abilities unless Allah wills it. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us about thinking that we are self-sufficient. Kalla innal insana layatra arra'a ustagna. Human beings have become rebellious by thinking he is self-sufficient. Things happen according to his will. He doesn't happen that way. It happens by the will of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we when we uh, put our trust uh, on Allah Azzawajal and we place uh, our trust in Allah Azzawajal and we hand our affairs over to Allah Azzawajal, it saves us from 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 anxiety, from frustration and worry as well. No doubt whatsoever. It is, it is no doubt whatsoever. That is that is the meaning that you have put you you have taken uh, your. Your, your affairs and put it into the hands of Allah. Now, Imam Ghazali Ramtulali has made mention of different stages of uh, tawakkul. Different stages upon relying upon Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he gives various stages. I can't recall immediately all the stages, but I'll just give you an example with regard to it. He said one is like you, you, the, the way a person uh, appoints a lawyer to represent him in a matter. So he says sometimes that is one stage of tawakkul that you appoint Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to represent and do. And he said the, the highest form of uh, tawakkul is very amazing. He said, Tamayyitin fi yadi ghassala. So Imam Ghazali Ramtulali says, the greatest form of tawakkul is that you are like a corpse, like a mayyad at the hand of the person who is giving ghassal. So the mayyad, what it does, it is, it is there. And the, the person who is making the ghusl does everything. The person who is a mayyad, he can't go and take his fingers or take his hands to wash any part of the body. The, the person who is doing the ghusl does it. So he said the highest form of tawakkul is that. That you entrust your affairs to Allah Ta'ala the way the mayyad entrusts its bathing on the hands of the person who is bathing him. Subhanallah. It's a very amazing and a very high stage of tawakkul. SubhanAllah, that's what we need to understand and that everything happens uh, with, uh, uh, with the will of Allah Azzawajal. And if we hand our affairs over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then uh, we'll be happy with the decisions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made And accept the goodness uh, that, that comes there in Mulana Yes, I think it's important that uh, And Mufti Sufa has uh, related, uh, related a very interesting incident uh, uh, I, I want to relate this incident but I want to ask uh, the listeners just to listen very, very carefully to this. There is a certain degree 
of um, maybe a certain degree of complexity in it, but just understand it. So a disciple, a student of Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani, stayed many years in the company of Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani. And when he was going, he required, requested some parting advice. So Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani told him, do not claim divinity and do not claim nabuat. Do not claim that you are Allah and do not claim that you are the Nabi of Allah. So the disciple asked and said, Sheikh, I am so many years in your company. How can I make a claim that I am Allah? Or how can I make a claim that I am the Nabi of Allah? So Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani Rahmatullahi explained to him and said, Do not claim to be Allah. What is meant is to not think that everything happens according to your will and desire. If you think everything happens according to your will, your desire, your planning, it is as if you are claiming to be Allah. Whereas it is only Allah who will manifest for it. It is only He who makes the final decision in all matters. So when you think that things happen according to my wishes, my desires, and everything happens by my will, then you are claiming as if you are Allah. So what an amazing thing. He said, do not claim to be Allah. By, so he said, how, I will not, how can I claim to be Allah when I'm staying in your company? So he said, do not claim that everything happens by your planning, by your will and your desire. That is what is meant. And then he said, do not claim Nabuat. So uh, means that no matter how pious you are, don't make the claim that you are sinless and never in the wrong. Because that is the trait of the Nabi of Allah, not our trait. And unfortunately, there are people who feel they are never wrong. You know, it's something that they have to uh, think very seriously and carefully with regard to this. So Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jilani Rahmatullahi said, do not claim and make the claims of Nabuat that you are always right. You know, because if you think that you are always right and never wrong, uh, then... Uh, that is the attribute of the, uh, the Anbiya Wasallam. They are sinless, they are protected from sin, not you, to think that I will never ever make a mistake. So this is what is meant when Sheikh Abdul Qadir Jirani took his, told his disciples, do not claim divinity and do not claim that you are the prophet. So this is a very, very, very complex, but a very, very deep thing. If you think everything happens by my will, you are thinking that you are Allah. And if you think that, you know, I'm always right and never wrong, then you are actually, in other words, trying to claim that you are the Nabi of Allah who is never wrong and is never come sin. Well, some of the messages that have come through, I'll just uh, share it with uh, Malana. There's a few uh, from the listeners uh, sharing their thoughts. Uh, one saying that uh, if we learn to, to rely on Allah Azawajal, uh, we will never ever be disappointed. Uh, one saying as well that um, whatever we do in life, uh, we should always plan and plan and do our very best. Uh, and what I have learned from this is that uh, after placing your trust in Allah Azawajal, if something doesn't happen how you had planned, there is always some goodness in that. We might not realize it at that very moment, but I have seen through experience in life that Allah has kept some goodness to it. No doubt whatsoever. Now, that is one of the benefits of relying upon Almighty Allah and, and, and handing our affairs to Allah Ta'ala. That no matter what, what comes upon us, uh, there will be 
uh, an acceptance of that. Mm. Uh, that um, strong belief that is tawakkul will indicate that Allah's wish is in this occurrence. Mm. And there is nothing wrong in asking Allah Ta'ala for ease. In fact, uh, Anbiya Ali Musalatu Wasalam used to tell us to ask for ease. Nabi Akarim Sallallahu told his uncle there is nothing better to ask from Allah Ta'ala than afiyat. One of the beautiful du'as to read is Allahumma al-tufti fi taysir kulla asir. Fa'inna taysir kulla asir alayka yasir. O Allah, shower your grace upon us by making even difficult things easy. Fa'inna taysir kulla asir. For you to make difficult things easy is very easy for you. Mm. So Allah, we ask you for ease. And we must always ask Allah Ta'ala. You never ask Allah Ta'ala for difficulty. There are people who feel that they are very strong. Never ask Allah Ta'ala for difficulty. We are not strong enough uh, to to accept uh, the, the the difficulty that can come from Almighty Allah. We ask Allah Ta'ala for ease. And mm. if perchance if something else happens according uh, to Allah's will, then yes, uh, we, 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 we accept it, but we still ask Allah, Allah grant us ease. And Allah Ta'ala does grant more ease than difficulty. And those who know the Quran, Tafsir, and know Arabic, uh, they know that in this particular verse, although Allah says that with difficulty there is ease, the way it is uh, phrased, uh, Nabi Al-Karim came out of his house one day with full of smile and said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted two ease for every difficulty. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we make dua that Allah grant us ease. We are very weak. You know, we, 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 we are not amongst those who used to uh, accept and who could, um, you know, make sabr upon Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's decision. We always ask Allah for ease. But tawakkul right. and relying upon Almighty Allah, ending our faith to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, gives us a lot of fulfillment, gives us a lot of satisfaction, uh, satisfaction. So essentially what we need to understand is that things in this world will not happen according to our desires. Right. right. So things will happen up and down. We make our plan, Allah makes a plan. So after making our plan, we hand our affairs over to Allah. If we do that, we will experience happiness, peace, and tranquility. Relying on Almighty Allah can impart great amount of satisfaction and peace in a person. So this is what we need to understand. Well, we do have a caller on the line. Let's just go to that caller. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi To all the uh, Radio Islam listeners, assalamu alaikum wa uh, Can I read a few lovely words of wisdom on the yeah. Sure, sure, by all means. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's also true that um, everything comes from Allah, and Allah is the best of trainers, and we just have to put our trust in Allah and keep on trying. Okay, just want to read this few ones out. Happy is a soul that found Allah before finding dunya. Mm. Um, also, another thing what I wanted to say is, you know, family unity is also very important, you know, like, uh, you know, t- together and muhabbat. And we have our issues, problems here and there, but at the end of the day, we almost try our best to keep the family together. And also the peer the of a sinner is more beloved to Allah than the arrogance of a righteous man. Um, I'm not interested in whether you've stood with the great. I'm interested whether you've sat with the broken. Your children can take you to Jannah or Jahannam. Judge Bernardo said the best religion is Islam and bad people is Muslim. Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if, as if you were to live forever. 
just repeat uh-huh. that. I would like to, to, to extend on that. Just, just repeat that one there. That it's, it's something that is very close to the topic that we are discussion, discussing. Uh, which one is that one? The last one. That one, uh, oh, plan, plan as if you're going to live forever and uh, have the belief. Just repeat that one again. Yes. Learn as if, as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. That thing is by Mahatma Gandhi. Okay. Jazakallah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Jazakallah. The program. Mashallah. Keep it up. And lots of du'as and salams to everyone listening and to the Malayans and to everyone who reads it. Salam. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. More that the last one um, is, is, is a statement. I, I, I was once in, a, uh, in uh, one of the Arab states and uh, someone quoted that statement but didn't refer it to, to what uh, the caller had said. It was referred to one of the, uh, the saints of Islam that uh, plan as if you are going to live forever in this world. Mm. But make, and also, uh, your belief is, I'm going to die tomorrow. Right. So your belief is, I can die any moment, but you're planning as if you are going to live forever. So you make your plans. But you also have within you your belief that, listen, I can, I can die any time. So your belief must be, I can die any time. But at the same time, you carry on with your planning. Your planning, you have to carry on. You can't say that, listen, since I can die any time, what's the use of making my plans? What is the use of making my plans if I can die any time? Now, now look at the, the wisdom of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he said, If you are planting a seedling and the trumpet of Qiyamah is being blown, don't say, what is the use of me planting it? Go and plant it. Now that is what you see. That although the Qiyamah is being blown, the trumpet is being blown, don't say, what, what is the use of me planting? Go and plant your seed. You make your plans, but then you leave it in the hands of Allah Ta'ala. And that will be the fuiz. That will be tawakkul. You make your plans, but then you say, well, I've done whatever I need to do. There's a very interesting incident. Uh, I think his imam, uh, one of the great scholars, was in, was in prison. And it was time for uh, Jummah. So he made all the plans to make his Jummah namaz. He wore the best clothes that he could do under the circumstances. He was in prison. He couldn't go beyond a particular point. And he made all his plans, and he walked till the place where he was allowed to walk beyond that. The prison authorities say, you can't go beyond this. And he made dua to Almighty Allah. Oh Allah, you told us in the Holy Quran, that when the call is made for Jummah, then hasten towards the zikr of Almighty Allah. Oh Allah, this is what is working on my means. I came till here to perform Jummah. Now they're not allowing me to go beyond this. I have made my plans. Now Allah, you accept from me. So Allah, what a very great lesson. So I think that is what we need to understand in relying upon Almighty Allah and handing our face to Almighty Allah. May Allah give us a topic of understanding. Amin, amin. Jazakumullah khairam for the lovely uh, program. And inshallah, we will speak tomorrow next week. Inshallah, alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Uh, that was uh, Malana Ibrahim Pamut. Uh, this week's uh, social program, uh, the topic that Malana spoke about from the book 30 Ways to Happiness, Chapter 13, Hand Your Affairs Over to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.